Well, me and my old, like, well, my good mate Dylan Napa, um, yeah. we used to, like, take my dad's scooters when we just got our licences. I mean, we used to, like, take them, ride them around. And then I remember we were up on um, the North Bondi headland and we were just doing doughies on the scooter. Is this 2011, 2013 days? Oh, like, it was probably, like, 2014, I think. Because <laughs> I remember seeing these videos on yeah. social. Yeah, we were, we're fuck, now we're looking back on it. We were young, man. This is only 10 years ago. But it was around 2014, 15, and... Narps just kind of named us the um, North Bondi Scooter Club or something like that. Then we ran it. We were just talking shit with my dad. And then my dad was like, oh, you're throwing Motorino. It's, you know, small bike in Italian. Alrighty. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge. Bradley J Driver, you can call me Brad, you can call me Brad over the cat, whatever you want to call me, I'm sweet with it. If you're listening, if you're watching, I'm a fan of you, so thank you. We're here today, we're Seaside. Yes. Seaside, that's got another meaning, but we're actually Seaside, we're in North Bondi. And you know, if you come to North Bondi, you come for usually one of three reasons. The first is, a little bit of um, salt and sun, a little yeah, bit of ocean Yeah, 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 love that salt and sun. You know? Yeah. Maybe the second reason is... Home of the Chooks. Home of the Chooks, brother. Home of the Chookies. How yeah. good. Love the third it. reason is maybe you consider yourself a moto. Yeah. You know, and if you know, you know, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. So being a moto is a part of a lifestyle. Yeah, man. It usually means you're kitted out in a little bit of North Bondi Motorino drip. You know, yeah, head to yeah, toe yeah. stuff. Head <laughs> to toe stuff. And that's what we're here to talk about today. North Bondi Motorino, the brand, you may have heard of it. By the end of today, you'll know. A whole lot about it, but I'm here with one of the co-founders, the yes. man that they call Clacker Bulk. Yeah, so ladies man. and gentlemen, from your home, your car, or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, Clary Moore. Hey. How are you, brother? Hey, what's happening, man? Thanks for having us on, bro. Pleasure. I'm um, glad we could finally kind of make it work out. We were just yeah. chatting over the last couple of weeks, and I was like, yeah, man, I think, yeah, coming into the new year especially when you kind of do your own potty and stuff and you're asking for other people to kind of jump on. I was like, mate, keen as to just, yeah. I don't know, try me on the other end of the, uh, of the mic as well. Bro, it's good. And this is nice for me, like for anyone who knows me, then I've got one of these soundboards. If you're watching, you'll be able to see it. If you're listening, you won't. Got one of these soundboards from Rhodes sitting in my studio. Yeah. I need to learn it. And today we're just operating on it. So I feel yeah. like this is, you know, it's serving two purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah, conversation, mate. but also a tutorial Listen, and podcast. It's cool, mate. Talking about it. Know? It's good stuff. I love it. Yeah, you man. Know, really appreciate you having me here. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, for me, there's always a few things. Whenever I have someone on the show, it's usually because I'm interested in their story or I'm about what they do. And yeah. both cases apply to today. Yeah. I love the brand. I love what you guys are doing. And, it's kind of, you know, it's interesting when you start to see so many people that you're not necessarily always connected with, but rather follow and yeah. connect with what they're doing on social, speaking about one thing, yeah. or living a lifestyle or being a part of a brand, a part of a community, Yeah, start to think, what's going on there? And I got intrigued with North Bondi Motorino probably a year ago Yeah, yeah when cool. I started seeing um, Mutual Friend and yeah. obviously second half of the Motorino, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Grunty, his brother-in-law. Yeah, 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 um, Benny, Benny Seymour. Seymour. He started sharing a little bit of stuff and yeah. most of the people who listen to the show would have watched Benny on the show. I mm. um, will know that he's a big part of my marathon prep and a good mate of mine. Yeah. Um, but I started seeing a bit of what you guys are doing and, <clears throat> you know, being in this Bondi area, yeah. you know, seeing a lot of the Chooks boys get around it yeah. and I was like, I love that. So talk to me about the beginnings of the brand and 
where that idea or that want to create something actually come from? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, fuck, it was a pretty long time ago now, but yeah, it kind of started as a bit of a G up. Um, me and um, well, me and my old, like well, my good mate Dylan Napa. Um, yeah. We used to like take my dad's scooters when we just got our licenses, and we used to like take them, ride them around, and then I remember we were up on um, the North Bondi headland, and we were just doing doughies on the scooter. Is this 2011, 2013 days? Oh, like it was probably like 2014, I think. Because <laughs> I remember seeing these videos on yeah. social. Yeah, we were, we're like, now we're looking back on it. We were young, man. This is only ten years ago, but it was around 2014, 15, and. NARPS just kind of named us the um, North Bondi Scooter Club or something like that. Then we ran it. We were just talking shit with my dad. And then my dad was like, oh, you throw a motorino, you know, small bike in Italian. <laughs> and then we were like, all right, North Bondi Motorino Social Club. Because we used to run around Bondi pretty pissed when we were like 20, like doing parkour. And we call ourselves like the parkour yeah. club or something like just being idiots. <laughs> and then anyway, I remember doing, um, I remember watching one of his games and then these two kids just like, put up a photo with like a poster saying North Bondi Motorino Social Club and like hashtag bulk ledge or something. So they were just buying into Dylan and yeah, and what he mad. was doing. And that kind of from there, I was like, that's mad. And then a few of the boys were getting scooters. So Paul, sorry, mate. close sorry, the mate. door, mate. Fuck, I, don't, I just messaged him before as well. Been like, don't come in and just throw the fuck. Who's that? The, the old, old man. Boy. The old boy. Mine <laughs> does the same, bro. Yeah. But then I saw that and then I kind of like, because a bunch of us had scooter licenses, I like made up like this crappy design, got a, uh, a friend to kind of draw it up in graph design, made some t-shirts and then just kind of made an Instagram. We were just mucking around with it. And then I was kind of like, came back in 2017. I was like, I'm going to have a bit more of a go at this and I kind of been yeah. away. And I was like, I've got one more year of footy left in me. I was down at like playing East, but I was like, I'll try this thing out that's going on, see if I can make anything out of it. Mm. And then I was going all right, trying to do it. And then I was getting Grunner to help me out with a, f- a few things, Jack Grant, because he was doing a bit of design. And we were playing down at BCs together and we were riding all our, hit their posties and stuff down to training. And then, um, and then pretty much he jumped in at like the end of 2018 was like, I'm kind of... I'd like to help you out like properly. Like I feel like we've done a bit together and we're working well. Let's, this is something I've wanted to do for ages. Yeah. I want to jump in and I was like, yeah, all right. And man, me and Jack both have like no idea what we're doing, especially back then. You know what I mean? But I don't know. We've just kind of like winged it along the way, make mistakes and just you're learning on the go and it's kind of a slow way to do it. But I don't know. We've gotten our point ourselves to a point where like, we're pretty ready to pop and just go like proper, proper big, which is exciting. You know what, you, you touched on something there which I actually think is a really good point. It's something I was having a conversation with a mate of mine about recently when you said you didn't really know what you are getting into or what you were doing. I think there's something to be said for a little bit of positive naivety, right? Yeah, for sure, Where man. Sometimes if you know too much, you just don't make the move because yeah. if you've had all the people say, hey, well, there's this involved, there's that involved, there's these issues that can come up. You sometimes maybe get talked out of it. Yeah, it's a good point, hey. Like, Bro, I was the same when I started this podcast. I remember starting starting and filming three eps before I released. I released on Feb the 12th, so we're coming up the two-year anniversary, right? Yeah. And I remember saying, within a year, I'm up there with Rogan, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm up there. I'm not even anywhere close, bro. Yeah, I'm so yeah. far from Rogan. I'm fucking Earth and he's another galaxy, right? Yeah, yeah. But I remember at the time thinking, oh, yeah, that's fully possible. And had it have not been for that little naivety that just got me to push, like I always love storytelling and conversations. Yeah. It's probably the, the thing I've loved consistently throughout the course of my whole life. 
done it in many different th- forms and there's always been different vehicles to do that. Podcasting was one that sort of sprung up and become more accessible. Yeah. I'm so glad I had that naivety and I guess it's probably the same for you guys now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you told me at the start like, oh, have you sorted out your logistics? Have you sorted out a big business plan? You know, and obviously when you're starting out with a business, you do want to have like a plan. Don't get me wrong, but I was still young. We were both young as where it was just an idea we were trying to create and then, yeah. There's probably a point where people are like, bro, what are you doing? Or like, oh, mate, is it worth it? But then you hear someone being like, just go, just go. Mm. And like, I don't know, it's kind of been a thing for us both. Like I've just kind of, I don't know, followed this unknown reason as to why I do it. But then now that it's becoming good and better and stronger and more legitimate, I just now I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm doing a lot of things that I love doing. And if I can make this like, you know, my full-time job, which is slowly becoming um, and make it this big thing and it's just like fully happening, then I'll just be, I'll be laughing, bro. You know what I mean? And I'm looking forward to the day where you tell people, not that, that you've had that many people, like, you won't fucking make it, but like just being like, it's probably to yourself. Being like looking back, I'm like, I 100%, did it. 100%. It's that little bit of self-gratification where you know you've done something you love and yeah. you made it happen. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm sort of in that same headspace as you where I'm, I've found things that I love. Like I've been in careers where there was no passion. Yeah. There's no purpose. Like, yeah. the reason to get out of bed in the morning was because if I'm not there, I'm fired. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it's like, you, you feel like you have to, but I feel like I'm in a stage of my life where I get to. Like, I yeah. get to do the things that I love and they're not exactly financially stable at yeah. this point in time, which is part of part of chasing the dream, right? It's exactly. part of taking part a of risk. Going, yeah, taking and risk. I feel like if you can craft a life where we're, we're in a society where the foundation or the, the thing that everyone seems to be striving for and I think it's slightly changing especially off the back of the last few years but everyone's striving for financial success that's kind yeah. of what that's almost taken over as the definition yeah. of success as a whole mm. instead of being financial success success is financial yeah and for me that just doesn't like it doesn't motivate me no and I've been in a spot where I was earning relatively cruisy coin and could have been earning a lot more if I just stayed and, and yeah. done my time but just didn't fucking like get yeah. out of bed in the morning and i'm like that ain't worth it for me so i want to be in a spot where even if the financial is far less rewarding if i can sustain some sort of normality yeah. of life and pay for some food on the table sort the bills yeah and you know if i'm getting up smiling in the morning with some real meaning yeah like, which a lot of people don't have man and that's it that's it and i think that's that's got to be like the restructure of society and i think for a lot of people if it's not if it's not your career where you get to have meaning and purpose, it's got to be something outside of it. Yeah. And I see a lot of people, unfortunately, who fall into the trap of work a nine to five that they don't like. Yeah. And understand that that may be a necessity to pay the bills, to get by, yeah. to make sure that, that life is sustained, that the family is fed. And, you know, I'm, I'm no dad. Yeah. I'm no, you know, I'm no caretaker. I've got a little Jack Russell and his feed costs about 35 bucks every four weeks. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not that hard for me yeah, yeah, to look yeah. after my young one. But I feel like if that's your situation, then you've got to find the things outside of it. It's got to be the morning routine or what you do after work. That yeah. gives you some sort of meaning because everyone deserves to have that in life. I know, yeah. And you can see some people that will do, well, they get engulfed, engulfed or consumed in their job and like it doesn't end up, well, that becomes their life, but then they don't enjoy it. And then you're like, well, well, then what are you doing? But mm, I don't know. Sure. It takes, I think there's a lot of people that are slowly realizing that now. I had a good friend who I was doing that radio show with and 
he would rock up just broken, like, and I'm like, mm. mate, you got to get out. And he's like, oh, I think I'm going to, it was like March. He's like, I think I'm going to leave in June. I'm like, June, bro, that's too long. Like, long you're, time, well, you're walking with, like, your shoulders shrugged, like, your head down, like, so broken. Oh, and I'd never seen him like that. I'm like, get out of it now, man. Yeah, for sure. Have you have you ever felt that at a stage in your life? Um, like, I had my, my troubles growing up, um, but, yeah, I lost my mum when I was, like, 14 yeah uh thanks man oh like it's all good it's all part of um definitely part of my story obviously my family story and um what was like obviously such a big tragedy i don't know definitely gives me motivation for doing what i'm doing like when it happened it was so like i was even chatting about a friend the other day how formative it was to my life and just what a left-hand turn everything took because of it Mm. um but like i she left me in pretty good like a mental state of just like being hungry to want to chase, you know, sporting career and work hard and had a good support network with my, like my sisters and stuff. So you kind of have those days when you're at school, like, you know, walking around and just like, fuck. But then I don't know. And then in the same breath, I got to year 12 and I was like, worked super hard at my studies, trained super yeah. hard to become a footballer. Like that's all I ever wanted to do. And then I don't know, you just kind of get out of it, get through and on the other side and you just know that, I don't know, you just keep working hard and believing in yourself or believing in what you're doing and being happy whilst doing it, then that's a pretty good kind of chilly bowl of stuff to keep moving forward in life. Bloody oath. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because obviously at the time of losing someone you love or going through an extreme hardship, it's, it feels like your world's falling apart. Mm. And I think what I've realised is I've got a lot of mates who unfortunately don't have one of their parents around and yeah. some have passed, some just, just don't that, have them in their lives yeah. and – and I've seen that perspective, and that's an, a perspective I've not known because I've been really blessed to still have my family. Mm. Um, but then I've had my challenges in, exactly, in the health yeah. realm, right? And we sit down and we talk about this a lot. Yeah. It's quite interesting that I think our group has, has formed almost in a sense that we've all had similar or different hardships yeah. that we've been able to connect on. And, and we talk about that, and it is ultimately a driving force, and it's a massive perspective shift to understand what's really important in life. Yeah. And I think whilst at the time it can feel like your world's falling apart, it can be the greatest um, lesson that you ever learn. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's that probably kind of why you're geared like this now. 100% a double-edged sword, but I don't know. Yeah, when you're kind of – you're 20 and, like, my mates are watching their parents, like, you know, butt heads, you know, your two loved ones and butt heads to the point where it all just implodes. And they're broken because they definitely know how old they are. Like, they know what's going on and how gnarly it is. Mm. And I've kind of been there and I'm like – Mate, like, I'm empathising with you. This is, like, a horrible thing to go through. But, like, hang in there and it'll come good. And then now you watch them and they are motivated by that kind of hardship to be a better person, to be a better person to their their, their spouse. And, like... Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of motivating in that sense because I'm like, mate, I don't know what it feels like to what's happened to you. So we can... I don't know. We can bond on the, like, the tough experiences. But we've both got our own shit. And, like, you've got your own shit. And... Not, not, there's no measuring stickers to what's more wild than the other, you know what I mean? But I love that you say that because it's it's something I've been talking about a little bit lately, right, is it's easy to, to look at your circumstances and say, man, I'm a victim. Yeah, exactly. This is the hardest thing that anyone could go through. And I had an absolute legend on the pod the other day. I don't know if you know James Storer, played for Fiji in three Rugby League World Cups. Oh, right, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Actually, I legend. saw that on your Insta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's an absolute ledge. And he, keep, he keeps saying to me, he's like, brother, I feel like a sport brat. Like, he's... He had a very tough childhood. He's yeah. like, no, I feel like a spoiled brat when I sit and listen to you share your story. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, not at all, bro. And I'm like, and that's the thing. 
what makes the mark of a good person is empathy. Because the minute you try to measure... Yeah, or then compare. It's just like, well, exactly. It doesn't work well. No. It doesn't work well. Then the victim mentality seeps in. Yeah. And the one thing that I'm starting to learn, and, and it even applies to social causes, like there's a lot of, um, we're in a world where there's a lot of cancel culture, right? Yeah. And it's really easy to jump on that bandwagon and shit on someone who's maybe made a mistake mm. and say, fuck them, get rid of them from society, remove them from their position, yeah. remove them from their... Um, their opportunity to share on social media or whatever it may be mm. and say that, you know what, like I'm righteous and I'm going to weaponize that wisdom and cast them down. But yeah. ultimately that gets no one anywhere. No, it's just bad, just energy and bad support. And you just end up, yeah, pointing fingers and there's not no ownership on anything. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think it takes empathy for the, it's actually interesting, really sad, but a, a young fella in our area passed away recently. I'm not sure how he passed away, but I've seen had a lot of mutual friends. I didn't know the guy, but a bunch of people had been sharing stuff about him. And there was this post getting around that he'd shared a little while back and people started to share it to really show the sort of mark of a good human this guy was. And there was a, a line in there that spoke about how as a society we're so quick to shoot each other down mm. and act righteous but empathy is what allows us to grow and understand where someone is ignorant. And if you are ignorant to their ignorance, society goes nowhere. Yeah. It just goes further backwards. You're just button heads. A hundred percent. And I think that's the thing, right? So if you're ignorant to their ignorance, I like that. Yeah, like so then where are we going? Nowhere. Like nowhere, bro. We're just going to go in a circle of just bitching at each other and just, Oh, you're such a dog. Like, and well, that's it. And definitely not forward. And that's probably what worries me about society the most now is we're all so easy to jump on the um, – we, we get information so quickly and from yeah. so many different sources. It's like the first thing we see is the first thing we believe. Mm. Then we use it as our reasoning to attack that or yeah. this or whatever it may be. But that's the one thing I think has connected me to your brand and what you, you guys are about and what all of your mates are about is this connection of community and yeah. like growing and trying to help each other grow. And that's yeah. why I'm always really grateful when someone comes back and says, hey, I'll jump on the pod. Yeah. And it's why when I've had the opportunity to share my story, like you said, yeah. you try to do the same because that's what it's about. It's about helping each other grow and yeah. you know, then we all move forward in the right direction and get a little bit closer to the dreams and the goals. I know. I think yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. And it's kind of... Yeah, it's cool because I can, I can obviously sense and feel that, that drive that you, you have and that... That how much better you want to make the world, and I think definitely when I was a little bit younger, I think naturally my my, my ambitions have got a lot more selfish. But I think that's mm. just natural as you get a bit older and you you find your path, I suppose. But when I was a bit lost and not lost, but you're just young, living, and you don't you don't quite know your, your younger twenties. And I remember just being like similar sort of thing. Like I just wanted to, I don't know, have be a voice for people that have been through hardship and kind of making it out on the other side and being positive about well just being like yeah hungry to still attack life and not letting the the challenges that you've had just be the end narrative to it like write your own new path sort of thing it's what you just said there right about almost like your path becoming a little bit more selfish it's funny because i i'm a big fan of matthew mcconaughey right yeah read his book, listened to it twice. Oh, Everyone who listens to the pod knows that I'm a fan of that Yeah, book, right? it, was, it was an epic listen, bro. Right, it was unreal, especially with him narrating it, right? Oh, dude. You'd recognise there was a part of the book where he talks about selfishness being the ultimate selflessness. Yeah. Because if you've got all of yourself, you've got so much more to give. It's a good, and it's beautiful, eh? Yeah, and I'm like, that, that's something that I needed to learn because I was probably, 
I think at, at my nature, at my core, both my parents are very agreeable people. My dad's like my dad can be pretty like, like he can be pretty forward fella. Um, yeah. If he has to be, we always <laughs> say dad's the nicest human being you'll ever meet. Me and my sister say he's got resting want to belt the fuck out of your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you just looked at him and he didn't and you didn't know him, you'd go fuck. That's a fella. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm that. not going near him. He's, hey. he's a big unit too. Yeah. So, but he's one of the things that I recognise in my parents. So they. They're both people that will do whatever they can to help the people around them. Yeah. They'll go out of their way for people they don't know. Yeah. And I take a lot of that from them yeah. and probably even a little bit more extreme where I'm a bit of a yes man. I'm a yeah. little bit agreeable at times. Yeah. One thing I'm trying to get better at is being a little bit more selfish with my time. Yeah. And selfish with how much I give. Yeah. Because I found myself a little bit at times having given so much but being so empty myself. And it's probably what kept me in careers that I wasn't passionate about because I felt like I needed to continue to provide a service to the people who'd yeah. given me a job. I can't leave. They need me. Yeah. And then I feel flat. I've got nothing left to give and I'm actually not giving them 100% anyways. So then, yeah, that's yeah, that's where you're not giving back to them. Once. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's, that's the mark of a young, a young man that wants to take on the world and wants to do right by the world. And I think those characteristics that, that lie deep in your, your DNA sort of thing, like in your bones – Oh, what's going to carry you to good success? Because you'll slowly start sure. figuring out, and which I found with myself, I slowly started figuring out what my path needed to be, and then how. Once you kind of get your structure down, then you can kind of start bringing everyone up and around you. For sure. But I think that's maturity as well, man. A hundred percent. It's almost like when you're young, your compass is just spinning in circles. Yeah. And you know, you're trying to head in some direction. Yeah. You're trying to find some destination, but. Ultimately, as you get older and more mature, that compass like finds its true north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finds its true north, Bondi brother. And <laughs> yeah, it tries to you know? baby, and you're just going for it. Exactly. Talk to me a little bit about, obviously, the brand's got an identity. Yeah. And part of that, I guess, is formed from where you live and the sort of things that you guys are into. Yeah. How, how closely do you look at the brand being a North Bondi brand? And the brand being more so just the stuff that you guys like to wear and yeah. the fashion that you're inspired by? It's fuck, mate. It's like I think one of our biggest. Oh, it's one of our biggest conundrums. I think because that's the thing. I think Jack and I are we're quite diverse people in the in what we're about. Like Jack's from Orange. He's um yeah. like you know he's a country boy, and he's got that little country mongrel in mongrel in him. And he, then he's also like kind of this sexy little dope he's good at like he's a bit arty got his good photos and he's you know he's good behind the lens and he's got this epic fashion taste yeah and then i'm kind of a bit that and then but then he's like a professional footballer as well you know and yeah. he doesn't quite fit the mold of your professional footballer maybe and then i was the same like kind of doing serious footy but then you know i love doing the videos and so we've got all this these different aspects and we love surfing but then we love kind of you know i don't know a bit of a bit more street and urban stuff and yeah. you're trying to put that into like one one way or one kind of clear identity which i still think we're trying to find for sure and i still think we're we're in that infant stage where we're just trying to nail our branding because we can release one bit of clothing and it looks like totally different to the next next range yeah but i think the north bond i think i think it's like we've obviously made a clear change to kind of be like motorino and i think that might even slowly go into moto like yeah I like I, it. yeah moto just has a nice ring to it I like, but then I don't know. That's the thing because, like, I like I I started this and loved the whole North Bondi thing because my mum was just mad on Bondi, like loved it. Like there was a stadium on Bondi Beach for the Olympics, like a beach volleyball stadium, and she was just like, "No fucking way!" Like and pro protesting, like no yeah. stadium on Bondi, like yeah. 
just like super proud about it. And then I just, I don't know, I think I carried that love for it. Like her, her mum was from here. My sisters don't have it as much, but I just had this massive, mm. I don't know, just inkling in my body to just kind of like passion and love for it. And so I think that's a big thing about it. I wanted to tell the real story of Bondi. Like it's not a bunch of fucking loser wankers. That Yeah, they are here and there's a lot of like money. There, yeah, but there's just dickheads everywhere, right? <laughs> so I want to try and show this cool side and that's kind of just how it started. So I think although we will do our own thing, I think we kind of keep the Bondi bit as our home and that's the hard bit. It's like, oh, do we, you know... Are we becoming one of those brands about that are like another brand in Bondi? Not just clothing brand. There's Bondi this, Bondi that. Like everyone yeah, jumping that. on using it at that name is like it's very marketable. Yeah, it's marketable, but I hate how it is. So yeah. we're North Bondi anyway. Like, um, yeah, I think we're just trying to be to bring back its localism because, like, I grew up in an area where this was just like young local kids. Your old dudes were around, and it was normal mm. in the nineties and the early two thousands. And then, like, kind of when I left school, it's just got went like just blew up. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. We're I think at the end of the day, you just got to do what you got your thing. Yeah, for and sure. for us, if like we make cool content, like make cool videos that people either laugh at or just be like, that's cool. I think there's no yeah. real gauge on where that that can be anything. Yeah, you love a unique video one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I see plenty of the boys sharing your stuff around. Oh mate, and like, but then that's the thing. It's like, what, does that make? Is that part of being a cool clothing brand? You know what I mean? Like, is that is, is that what falls under the banner of a, a cool clothing brand? But it maybe not, right? But then at the same time, in this day and age, and where brands are built around a social media pro presence then yeah, it does because people do connect with like the funny video and what, what people laugh at is what they share and that's what like, engages them with it. And so I think we've got to keep going back to that and remembering that. I couldn't agree with that more. Like I think for me, as I get a little bit older and a little bit, I guess a little bit more certain of myself, Yeah, I've realised that the best thing you can do to personally, personally brand you is just be super authentic. Mm. Like I remember when I started the pod, when I started the pod, it was the Bradley J. Jariba experience. That experience thing obviously gets tacked on from another podcast that does really well with it. I don't know. Which Most one. people may know him. Um, <laughs> and I realised that it sort of then become the experience with Bradley Jariba. Then I realised that the experience isn't actually authentic to me. I'll never yeah. own that because someone else does. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, what's my podcast about? Fuck, it's about many things. Mm. Do I try to brand it one way? Do I try to just specifically stay in a certain lane? And I'm like, fuck, I've just got a lot to talk about. Yeah. There's your name. And that kind of made sense. It was me being more authentic to me. And even since, you know, in the two years I've been doing this, I've tried to find, I guess, more consistent um, topics or more consistent style of guests. Ultimately, I'm just having the best time when I'm chatting to who I want to chat to. Yeah. Whoever caught my interest you know, and I think I'd like to pick their brain a little bit or I'd like to hear a little bit more about their life or what they're doing behind the yeah. scenes. And when I'm in that flow and I'm just being authentic, everyone who listens or watches loves it the most. Yeah, 100%. And I found I actually went through a phase where I was trying to be more specific and I was releasing like this monthly like wrap-up of my yeah. month and it was people's favourite episode every, every month. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, there's something to be said for me just being me. Mm. outside of the constraints that's of why they're listening what, as well that, what i think they want yeah and so ultimately like yeah that brand evolution is is key right but we definitely take inspiration i think you got it and i think us. i think um you got to be you got to be smart you can't just think like you got to be commercial in that sense like and we 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 know what we we've got to be authentic but you've got to like 
brush it up in a way. If I just did what I thought we should do, <laughs> it would be a shit show, man. Yeah. It would, uh, we'd be wearing like, uh, like singlets like, yeah. just every day. Not really, but like I knew that I needed a brush up. Like Jack's got a nice – he makes the Instagram prettier, like just sexier. And like he's got – the he brings a lot of the fashion direction. And then I, of course, sure. we kind of work together to make points. But I'm totally aware that I'm not the perfect candidate for it. But in the same breath, the, the soul that we bring – is definitely something that is authentic. And I think we're finding that we still haven't nailed our branding and branding branding evolution is something that I think will happen for everyone. Like you mm. see Kia in the tennis, they've just completely changed their logo and there's probably a big, huge months of board meetings around the fact that they're going to bring and change their logo at the tennis, which is they usually have. And even shit like that, like this is a worldwide company and just for done sure. a 180 or whatever it might be, you know, and I think that is just part of just branding. I think you even see it with, like, the bigger, more established brands. Like, if you look at, like, the big fashion houses, which I can't afford any of their yeah. stuff. But <laughs> yeah. You look at the big fashion houses like your Gucci's, your Louis Vuitton's, they pick up on things that are happening in society. Yeah. And they mould. Yeah. They mould all the time. And I think that's just natural. It's just like the evolution of who you are as a human being is yeah. similar to the evolution of the brand. What are some of the brands or individuals that you guys get inspo from? I think, um, like, we're pretty close to the Isaac John from YKTR. Yeah, they're all legends. Yeah, I really like them. I think um, just the way he does his thing, I'm kind of like, I've obviously looked up to, and, I, you know, I was listening to his podcast when I was a bit younger, just being, like, picking up my pointers. Kind of an ex-footballer as well, so I kind of get that side of him, and he's helped us out a lot, like, through different just, I had a bed shit, like, just shit hit the fan, and I just kind of called him, like, bro, what the fuck do I do? Because we yeah. were just on the piss, like, the week before and he saved it kind of saved our life in a sense or gave us a good steering direction so something like that and then i think um i don't know inspiration like you got your, all your clothing as well like i'm not a big like on those big kind of commercial big brands yeah. from overseas as much but i think as we grow and we're trying to look towards the overseas market a bit and see what they're doing i think we really like the um the earl stuff as well but then you kind of like i think like there's like, you know, the Aussie brands like Rhythm and Thrills and Barney Cools say those three kind of big, mm. maybe heavier hitters. I think we look at a lot of that and because they're like quite smaller in the sense of um, they're a small team compared to say something like industry. Uh, but we look at them and we obviously take the bits that we like out of them. We like the Thrills kind of edginess. Like they're obviously quite, yeah, unique and a bit streety. And, but yeah. then they're, they're surfy as well, which we're kind of finding our groove in. And then Barney Cools a lot more colour. But then they're a lot of cool. But then yours, because you watch them so much, you also see them evolve as well. And I think I think you've got to you, you evolve with fashion trends, and fashion trends can be clothing. Fashion trends can be like what's just what's cool in in the world. One hundred percent. I think almost. I actually like, and this isn't me pissing in your pocket because you're sitting in front of me. I actually like what you guys have got going on at the moment because it's probably similar to the sort of style that I would usually wear. Yeah. Um, just like, especially with the button ups that have just come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So we're boardies. pumping them out a lot more. Like, yeah, which is cool, and I like, it. and it's so different to some of those people that you've just mentioned. Yeah, they're not doing a lot of that stuff, but I get what you mean, where you get the inspiration from the way they design, create, yeah, and evolve. The YKTR boys have always been really good to me. Like, yeah. pretty much most of them have been on the pod, and yeah, um, Ice very early days. Yeah, I'm um, during the first COVID lockdown, and then Simi and Scope. Um, we done a back to back at their place. Probably a year ago now. Yeah, lovely dudes. Lovely guys. And yeah. just like, I think that's the beauty of this community, right? And that's the one thing that I'm 
I really love about Australia and I see it in New Zealand too. I think I look to the States and it's this powerhouse where they talk about opportunity and I think we've got this good little thing going on down here in Oz yeah. where and, – and it happens in New Zealand too where – Creators and small brands get around each other. Yeah. And it's not a, um, I think, whilst there is a lot of tall poppy syndrome mm. in this country still, we're getting better at going, hey, we can all win here. Yeah. I There's think plenty of market share for all of us, right? Yeah, like, exactly. We can all man. win. We can all move in the right direction. Yeah. And don't blame someone else if, like, you're not, you're not getting what you want. Because at 100%. the end of the day, like, look, I'm naturally competitive as well. Like, and, like, you see, like, another brand just do cool things. You're like, fucking dogs. Like, yeah. I, but that's me, but I'm a competitive guy. But then I'm like, I don't – there's no actual malice in it. It's that first initial reaction. But that's also that kind of driving thing. Like, For sure. you got full respect for what they're doing and how well they're doing. You're like, I just need to be better. We need to be doing more of that. We need to be making stuff more like that. Like, you can bring out some of the T-shirts really bring out. And I'm like, fuck, that is not that good. And then now Jack and I, like, this year, we're like, let's just really double down and making some more cooler gear and – I think, um, yeah, trying to nail into our market, which I have found, which is like, yeah, when it's mad, when you see people from like Wollongong and stuff buying some kit and you're like, yeah. bro, 100%, like, we don't want to be too associated with Bondi where the point is like, you don't want to feel like you can associate with us. That's just where it's from. Like, but if you, but you can associate with what we do and mm. that's play footy, get on the pierce, like, you know, yeah. hang down by your surfing, skating, like just that whole like kind of coastal community that we've kind of grown yeah, up I love with. It. It's yeah. a really good way of putting it. It's a funny feeling, but a really cool feeling, I bet, when you see people walking around in the gear. Yeah. Which would be nice. Yeah, it, it is good. Especially, like, there was a period there where we we were a lot bigger. Like, I remember I was chatting. So maybe it was my girlfriend. She's like, I was like, oh, yeah, $400 order. And she's like, oh, what? Is that an Eastern Suburbs, mum? I'm like, no, it's going to Townsville. Like, That's cool. Yeah, and I was like, mate, we, for, for, for ages, because I think we were so North Bondi, and we had this, it seemed like a click. Mm. around our community that if you weren't in it you weren't buying it but then people outside of our area actually were the ones that resonated with us and because we had a bit of a football influence like through like you know you say your bigger footy stars kind of wearing it or sharing it then then our reach did go a lot further around the country and yeah we had i was like man i'm sent into suburbs that i don't even know dude like i've never heard of them little towns you know i had i had a much smaller scale, similar experience. Had done a little bit of merch for yeah. the potty a couple of months back. It was like middle of winter. Actually, sort of pro- it was probably August because it was getting towards the end of winter. And I'd done crew neck jumpers. Like yeah. the, the logo is baby blue. So we'd done the baby blue cruise and just yeah. had the logo on it and pods and vlogs on the back. And man, I think I got like 120 odd. And I think we sold a hun- I sold 100. I kept a few and gave yeah. a few to family and friends. That's awesome, man. Bro, it was the coolest thing ever i remember that like second week of selling these things walking down the beach and one morning like if you're from the gong yeah you get down to north kiosk you walk along the strip yeah you you walk along the blue mile you do your morning walk your morning run whatever you do and then you jump in the ocean or you grab a coffee everyone kind of does the same thing yeah seeing those baby blues man i had people sending me photos i'm like fuck this feels nice yeah but then the same thing i was sending some to Names I'd never seen before, people I didn't know. Yeah. And I'm trying to find these people on social media to send them a thank you. Yeah. They're not even on social. And I'm like, how are these people connected with a brand? But it's a cool feeling, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Where you're like, people actually appreciate what we're about and what we've created. And for me, it's more so what I've created um, content-wise than the actual clothing itself. It's more so, you know, they're about the the listen or the watch. Yeah. But it's a great feeling. gives you so much gratitude that – Man, people are getting behind me. Yeah, they get behind and they get behind you. And I think that's a testament to what you're doing. And 
selling out 100 hoodies is pretty fucking good, man, because there was a period there where we were doing a lot less than that and just but just kept going with it and still probably going, oh, I don't know, 50 is too many, like, and you're wigging out. But, yeah, but then, yeah, you do just see people from all over the place buy it, but then even people closer to home that you might know or know of. And you're right. like, and that's like, there's no disjoint between you and me now. Like, it's just like, I don't know, tip of the cap as well. Right, 100%. I appreciate that. And, and likewise, I think what you guys are doing is, is really moving in an amazing direction. And like I said, I cop some of the boardies and I'm a, I'm a fucking fan. Yeah, when I find bro. a pair of boardies that I like. Which ones did you rock? Uh, the navy blue with the white band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sick, sick, And sick. anyone who knows me will, will know that I, I pretty much wear them twice a day. Yeah. When I'm jumping in for my morning dip or afternoon yeah, yeah, dip, yeah. you know. And the funny thing is when I find a good pair of boardies, they just get absolutely used. But that's like, good, man, as well. Yeah. You just rinse them for a summer and then 100%. you keep them maybe throughout winter and see what happens. 100%. Like I had a leopard pair of boardies yeah. through last summer. Never, like I was never in anything else. Yeah. They just, the leopards got to run every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mate started calling me the big cat. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got worn so much. But now it's like the navy blues, the yeah. navy blue motos. So oh, that's good to hear, um, man. No, it's, they're good. They're a good product. But I, um, I'm interested in the, the evolution of the content too. Obviously, we're sitting here. There's a Motorino yeah. sign on the wall. This is your soundboard and your mics. You've got a podcast, The Seaside by Motorino. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What was the inspiration to start communicating on, on this platform? Yeah. And connecting with your audience? I think um, I just, I think, uh, I, I, like I think as when we were talking about that wide, um, you know, the different types of, the different hats Jack and I might wear, or more specifically me in this, in this instance, I just knew that I like, I've connected with a lot of different people from over my time, like, and a lot of them, you know, be footballers or like, I just knew musicians and I can talk music. I could talk footy. I can talk business. I can talk, you know, whatever it is. Like, I feel like I got a good grasp, although not heaps good, but a little grasp on all of them. So I was like, that's something I want to do. And I think the input um, can be kind of low, but like not huge, but then the output can be, you know, infinite as well. Who's been your favorite guest? Ooh. Um, well, not even favorite, just because that's well, one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I had um Dom Dom from um Big. Uh, oh, he's a legend. He's been yeah. on my show. Yeah, yeah, Big Twisty, and he's in a band. Like, I, I really enjoyed that chat because we were just talking about like a lot of it was music, and he kind of doing a similar thing to what I was doing. So I, th- I really enjoyed that, and that was in a lockdown. Um, I actually had a, a mate on who was like a, I, I, and I wasn't allowed to release it. He's a, he was a. Uh, my our strength and conditioning coach at East when we were there, and then he's now like working as an S and C in in the for the Seattle Seahawks. Wow! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and like we'd always like we just connected when I was like twenty one, and then I went and saw him in America, and he was working for the Southern California State Uni, so like the that's Trojans, yeah. and like he's showing us, he's showing me and Grunner around the um like the gym and. I don't know, I just love chatting about, like, the NFL with him and, like, the science and the sports science that goes in behind it and mm. the depths that they go into because I just never really, like, I just, I didn't know about a lot of it, but I had so many questions. And when we were there, I was just fucking asking him. When I was first there, after we went to, like, the USA, like, Vegas tour with Grunner and our mates, and I was just sitting there just asking him for, like, a three days all about it, like... The it's science behind it, you know, it? and I found that's what I found. I loved about it. It was just so interesting, and mm. I wasn't allowed to share it because then he was like, "I don't think I'm allowed to share it." There's too much like insider knowledge about the Seahawks and shit, and I was like, "Oh, so maybe I'll just send it to you on the slide." Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It was just a cool potty to hear, and he like, 
had his own tough upbringing and like kind of didn't really have any parents and was just did nothing in school and then just kind of climbed his way and worked his way to like being probably in one of the top jobs in the world for what he's doing. You don't, yeah, you don't get yourself into an NFL side if you don't have some serious knowledge, eh? Yeah. Do you like the sport? Well, like, I, I got a lot of respect for it. I, I'm not a huge consumer of sport. Yep. Like, but I just, you know, I, I get that they are the, the, the peak of what they're doing. Like, that's mm. just like, you know, the amount of depth that they have in each position. So if you're on that field, it's like, it's wild. So that's I think it. I just got a lot of respect for just what a juggernaut of a machine of an industry that it is. And 100%. it's played in only one country. Yeah, that's and that's a crazy thing. Yeah, I um I listened to your pod with Gus Crichton. Yeah, obviously being a Chooks boy, I'm a, I'm a big Gus fan. Um, guy's an absolute legend. Yeah, that was a fun chat. The thing that I picked up listening to the pod, and I'm sure if anyone's listened or tuned into your pod, you've got like you are 100 percent you. Like you're super authentic. Yeah, there's no like you don't sound like anyone else. You're not trying to be like anyone else. It's just like it's properly. What you see is what you get on the pod. Yeah, no, hundred so, percent. And you got to be because when you're flying on the go, you just—I don't know—you just you're in autopilot in that sense. You're just kind of driving. If you try, if you're trying to play a character, oh, you can't do it in one take. Eh? No, no, you can't. And uh, what I really liked about Gussie's one as well is like, I suppose, I don't know. For him, I was like, I just don't want to do a big footy recap of your life, mm. like you know, play by play your career and how it's gone and you know obviously we're going to touch on these moments but i suppose because i knew i know him quite well and he's a good friend that like i wanted to i like i felt comfortable to ask him questions about you know and get a bit more into the mind behind like a, sure. a footy player like gus and and actual depth of the depths of his mind and his philosophies as a guy and as a human and he's like as well a super diverse guy yeah i love that because that's something that i've like anytime i've had an athlete on i try to get away a little bit from the sport because i'm like you know if i, if I want to listen to footy chat i'm probably going to go to like the white ktr boys or bloke in a bar uh, yeah exactly like right. they know the sport well they talk about it consistently they've got yeah. that consistent theme of guests yeah um so i love that you dived into it because i find that i don't know about you man I love my sport, but I, like probably similar to you, I don't consume a lot of sport. Yeah. Like I just kind of know what's happening. I follow, I watch every Chooks game. Yeah, yeah, That's probably the only team that I like consistently. I, I enjoy my NFL and I'm a Rams fan, so yeah. I'm excited for a Super Bowl game. Huge. Yeah. So, That's going to be fucking sick. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm really pumped. I got a little ticket to a to a good venue for Super Bowl Day. Shout out to his boy, Elroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, bro. Gun. Fuck, that'll um, be all right. A few Monday beers. I actually don't drink. All right, But a okay. few Monday burgers. Yeah, burgers and wings. Burgers and wings. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Going down. But it's, um, you know, I don't – that's a long sport, man. Three hours. Yeah. Three to three and a half hours. So as often as I'd like to, I don't get to sit down and watch her games. Yeah. But what I do find I'm really interested in, more so than the sport sometimes, is the mindset and like what's going on in the lives of the players. Yeah. And I don't mean like the gossip side of it. I mean the what makes that person the player they are out on yeah, the field. Yeah, what gets them out in the morning? Yeah. What got them out in the morning when they were younger? Well, Still I, just a punter trying to make it. 100% because I feel like, for an athlete, and you'd know this because you've, you've worked hard to be in that professional sports arena, when you've got an athlete, there is the competitive science and performance nature of who they are, yeah. and that's what allows them to do things on the field. But I think no matter who you are, it gets to a certain point in the game where the skills kind of become a little bit irrelevant. It's a little bit like what's up here and what's yeah. in the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good point, that, man. that comes back to who you are as a person as a whole. Like, yeah what your anchors are, what you think of in that moment, 
yeah. what you go back to for strength, what you pull from. And I think that's a really interesting point. And I've, I've found it's something that, listening to guys like The Rock, yeah. when he talks, he talks about like his anchors in life and the things that make him really good in his business. And it's, yeah. for him it is, you know, training and family. And you listen to these other guys. And I'm always really intrigued by what people's anchors are. So I guess yeah. I'll throw that question at you. Like are there certain things or consistent elements within a day of your life or a week of your life that you feel like they, they keep you on? Yeah, it's a cool question, man. Oh, yeah, I think I asked Gussie something similar as like your pillars or something. What's your kind of – just your foundations yeah. or something as well. Um, well, I actually did a bit of goal setting last week and um, oh, nice. like two weeks ago I went down to Gerringong by myself and like had this little – South Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. there last night. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I've never done anything like that. So I was there for like a weekend just in my van, just my dad's van, just thinking. But I think um, – I think uh, like – I'm trying to be, like I was saying, more selfish, but just so I can make go to where I want to be. But I've been such a social person and and making my friends happy or like helping my friends when they're in need is, is, is a very big thing and it does make me happy. And I've got a friend now who's like quite sick and he had this gnarly operation, like cancer stuff, whatever. But I like went and saw him yesterday and it just like, okay, I'm going to hang with him this weekend. And it's not like I'm only there because ha- this is this instance, but I was like, mate, I'm chilling this weekend. Let's full bro down like because he can't mm. move much so mate like i'm happy to just sit here and like let's just hang out you know and yeah. i feel like i think that's very like a very big part of like my my friendships and the relationships i made throughout my life are a very big anchor for me and they've helped me to get where i am and i can call on them for things when i need and i love that i think maintaining it's not for everyone and not everyone can maintain relationships but it comes quite natural to me and i think that's the way you you play to your strengths you're a social guy, like I'm trying not to go out as much, you know, but i got to go out because it's just what I love doing in the sense of just being around people and just yeah, just like being there and being present. Um, and then I think I found this year, like with lockdown, I um, started fuck, I started ocean swimming a lot, which I like, I was a huge swimmer as a kid, but then I had cool. a bad shoulder since leaving footy and I just, ah, whatever, never got around it. And I just got the crew of lads and we just, every morning, 6am down the beach, like big, awesome. big ocean swims, like... So I Bronny and Bronny and back one day, like how that, far is that? It's like four and a bit k's. Ooh, that is <laughs> yeah. a big ocean swim. I'm like, right. this is just. It was just a sick finding a community about around training again, which I yeah. think I let go of at footy because footy was such a big pillar and an anchor in my life. Um, but I had to let go of it, and that's a big reason why I left because I, I needed to go succeed in other things. So I had a bit of time away from it, and then I kind of found that back like i've got that love for it back and i think obviously being in the water and you know you're from the beach as well you just like getting out of the water like after a big swim no better feeling and you go get a coffee with the boys and you gotta go to work but you're still just like bro this is the best and i've been working at my gym which i love and then like we first swim of this week is tomorrow and i'm pumped like you know so i think that stuff and then yeah just obviously like my family and i think just knowing where you're from and who you are and they've made you the person you are and doing right and living each day there's the best of my abilities to like kind of like not make my mum proud but you know every day that you're kind of living you're there's a bit of her living in you and when you know that and you feel like she'd be proud of what you're doing then that's a really good feeling as well that's a beautiful way of saying it um do you know jared port Nah. So Porty was a um, – he was at the Olympics for ocean swimming, for the open oh, water right. swim. Okay. Um, is, he a, is he a gong boy? He's a, he's a gong boy, but yeah. he gets up here a lot on the weekends and swims with a lot of the boys down at Bondi. Oh, really? Um, so he was at the Olympics. I think he ended up 
top 10 in the ocean swim. He was out in the lead for a while. His thing was blitz to the front and see if I can hold it. He's, he's a legend, but he, um, he gets up here a bit, so I thought you might have known him. But, bro, there's something about the ocean, hey. Yeah. And, and something about that community. I think that's the biggest thing. I actually had a conversation. I bumped into a, a couple outside the cafe, um, Lee and me, where I go every morning. Yeah. And I just sort of – I know him from being around town and – um, he's an old marathon runner and she yeah. runs marathons too. And they always ask me how I'm going and when I've got one coming up. And we started having a bit of a yarn and we're talking about community. Yeah. And how, especially with training, if you can find a community that you can do something active and, and healthy with, it's yeah. good for you. It's, it's a really, really good feeling. It's that sense of belonging that yeah. really it's who we are at the core. Like we're tribal, communal yeah, sure. people. And man, I've, I've got that. So for me, it was probably life changing. It's, one of, if not maybe the main reason why I'm running marathons is because of the crew that I met down there in the gong, which was the Active Boys Run Club. Yeah. And it was just two guys who wanted to get off the piss on a Saturday night. Well, hey, if we open up a run to the community at 6am on a Sunday morning, it's pretty good motivation not to get too fucking hammered on the night before. (laughs) So that's that's now like, it's not even just Active Boys, there's plenty of Active Girls there. Yeah. And there's now like up to 50 people on a Sunday morning. We do Wednesday mornings. But yeah. that's that community that I went in there, not because I enjoyed running, I fucking hated running. Yeah. But I was like, I like the idea of being around, you know, it was like 20 or 30 people that would get there at the time, connecting over a run, struggling yeah. through it, yeah, having a, a nice long black at the end of it, jumping in the ocean and having a yarn. Yeah, and it's, it's good that. and the vibes are high and you're all kind of on the same level as well, which is the best bit about it. And you, and you can't walk away from that at the start of your day. And feel yeah. shit. No, you can't, you're man. Gonna it's, feel good. Yeah, it's it's awesome, bro. And I think, yeah, you're right. And sharing that load with someone, it's a nice feeling like that kind of being out in the trenches with each other and like yeah, definitely. you're working hard and yeah, it's just good buzzy energy, man. And I feel like it's just obviously a testament to just like exercise in itself. hundred percent. It's the undisputed king. Like oh, it's just it's so good every time, bro. Anytime you're feeling a bit anxious, a bit wound up, give yourself a decent little flogging or or just something anything. Just move. Uh, move and then you just after it, your body's just like, yeah, sweet. I feel good now. Yeah. I feel good. I, um, I'm interested in, obviously, as someone who gets around their exercise and, and loves that, you sound like you're right into self-development. Do you read? Do you listen? Like, is it podcasts that... Bit of potties, yeah. I think I think I love the potties as well. I, I used to, I think I got into it a lot when I was driving a lot more. Yeah. But now, like, I might, my commutes aren't as long, but, you know, you do get on a... um. I don't know, yeah, on the road for a drive and, yeah, you get pretty psyched up to listen to a good one. Yeah. I am I, – I love kind of listening to, like, the big thinkers, like kind of the Jordan Peterson, like – Oh, I'm listening to his book at the moment. Yeah. For life. He's got a, a wild vocabulary, but <laughs> – There's a couple of Google search <laughs> yeah. sessions oh, that go on in Yeah, the but that's kind of cool listening. in itself, right? Like, yeah, you're just sure. upping your, your Andy and that. I think I need to read a lot more. I've never been a big reader, but I'm just trying to just chip away every day at doing something and a lot of self-help <laughs> – kind of self but like you know when you read a business book what you find out is like you're just learning how to do be a better version of yourself and that in turn will make your business better so i think that's a big realization for me so i think yeah kind of a bit of both i love potties being able to do something and kind of like and learn like i'm much similar to you there like i'm definitely not a um i'm not i'm a competent reader but i struggle to focus yeah and i think it's just because i can't multitask while i'm doing it no yeah. which is probably something to be said for being able to you know walk away from your phone sit and chill and read a book yeah but i've found that like for me like the 
I guess between 4.30, 4.45 when I wake up and like 6am when I go for a run or a walk, it's the best time for me to consume something because there's yeah. no other distraction in my life. Yeah. So while I'm having a foam roll, you know, moving yeah. around, having a stretch, I'll listen to either an audio book or a pod. Yeah. And I think the thing that I found consistent with a lot of the self-help books is it's, it's much of a muchness. Like it's very similar, but I think you connect well and you connect differently to different authors or storytellers mm. yeah and when you connect with one fuck you get some stuff out of it uh, oh yeah 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 and you have that moment with it and then you just kind of binge it in a sense and yeah you're just loving it right one i couldn't recommend enough as a listen is will smith's book really Un- unbelievable how's this you know oprah yeah wise lady yeah her favorite memoir ever is the it's will- her goat memoir memoir oh really will smith's book Hectic. Recent, okay. It's like a probably a 12 and a half, 13 hour listen, and yeah. he narrates the whole thing. He like narrates, he raps, he sings, he does impressions. It's fucking mad, really. Like it's, it's grouse. He's so a good. hell of a dude as well, hell like, of a life. And yeah. you listen to it. The thing I love about him, probably similar with McConaughey, nothing was given, everything was earned, everything was yeah. gut instinct, going after what you want. Yeah. Understanding your desires and crafting the world around you to make sure it happened. Yeah. And he come from a really tough upbringing. Yeah. And you listen to it and you go, fuck, man, respect to you because, you know, you and I are quite, you know, different lives, but there's nothing separating me from you. Yeah. There's no, there were no handouts along that way. Yeah, exactly. Like you right, work hey. for every ounce of what you've got. Yeah. And I love that. Another read that I loved was The Alchemist. Yeah. Pretty wild. I might have to go back to it because I remember re- I did read it, but a lot of the time I'm like half asleeping through it. But just like it's a full philosophy book, if you're just looking under like all the hidden meanings and stuff. Bro, it made me quit my job. Really? Finish the last page. In the way that it's funny because The Alchemist for me was a book that I'd heard a lot of people talk about. So I heard a lot of like Will Smith, it's his favorite book. Yeah. Um, Kobe Bryant's favorite book. Hearing a lot of people talk about this book, and I said to my mum one day, I wasn't a reader at all at the time, and I wasn't listening to audio books, just podcasts. And I was actually going in the hospital for two weeks, and I'd been quite crooked in my lungs. And you know, when you're in hospital, you're looking for things to do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said to my mum, "Oh, you know, should have bought this book that I heard a lot about, The Alchemist." My mum goes, "I've got it." Yeah. So she gives Your me the parents copy. have these books as they well. Have hey, them, right? Yeah, I said the same thing to my yeah. dad. Yeah, and. My old boy wouldn't know. My old boy's more of a fucking get the races up on the phone and, mm. and have a listen to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my mum loves a book, right? And I had it there in the bag for two weeks and didn't touch it. And I didn't touch it till six months later. Yeah. Starting to struggle a little bit at work, just felt like there was a lack of purpose. Mentally, I was really flat. And I would go and in an effort to try and like find a bit of passion and love for my work again, yeah. my bosses at the time, who I still have a really good relationship, said – you know, maybe change your routine up a bit, be a little bit more flexible. So I'd go and work from a cafe for the first couple of hours of the day. Yeah. And so I was selling houses. So I'd go do all my admin stuff there in the morning. Yeah. And spend a couple of hours and I'd have a coffee and a bit of brekkie there before. And I thought, you know, I need to take this book with me. Yeah. I just feel like I need to get my mind off work for a little bit in the morning. Yeah. So I'd get there at seven, grab a coffee, grab a bagel. Yeah. Start reading. Yeah. And I started to love this book, right? And by the end of it, what I realised is that quote in the book, which is one of my favourite quotes of all time, a person's only real obligation is to go in search of their per, um, personal legend. Yeah. Which is what they call sort of their meaning in life, right? And sat there and I thought about that and I thought, am I doing that at the moment? 
not even close. Yeah. I'm just going after money. Yeah. Like I think I'm supposed to. Yeah. And I just bought a, I just bought an apartment. Yeah, right. I had a loan. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I've not enjoyed this for six months. I've tried. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. So I finished that last page and I walked into my boss's office about an hour later. I said, hey, we need to talk. I can't do this anymore. Really? And, How do uh, they take it, dude? Um, super supportive. Yeah. Super supportive. Awesome. I, I said to them, give me two months because I didn't want to leave any of my clients yeah. in the lurch. Yeah. Um, and they, they said, take two months. They said, make us one promise. You won't tell anyone for the next month. Just yeah. think about it. Internalize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about what it feels like to be leaving just in case you don't, you know, don't want to leave. Yeah. And ultimately, by the end of it, I knew it was the right thing to do and we're sort of moving into COVID lockdown anyways. Yeah. And I really sat and I thought about it and I thought, no, nah, this is the right thing for me. And ultimately what followed was the most formative year of my life. And awesome, 2020 was a year that I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Figured out who I am, who I'm not, what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. And um, it was the best decision I ever made. And really it came off the back of that book. Hectic, man. That's so awesome. I think you pick things up when you're meant to. You know, the universe hands it to you. Yeah. Right time. And I think there's, there's, I don't know, like, you can't, obviously there's no science to it, man, but like there is such a big, big spiritual, I don't know, there's a deeper meaning to what we're doing. And like, yeah, the world, or maybe it's just the way we perceive the world and it just works in its own way and it does, you know, hand you things or, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And when things aren't, like, you just got to kind of follow that kind of gut instinct and do maybe what Will Smith or McConaughey were talking about when no one's doing what they're doing but you're just kind of following whatever it is telling you to do it. It's a funny, it's a funny thought because – I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a super spiritual person, but I'm definitely becoming more spiritual. Yeah. One thing I heard the other day is that there's a great podcast. You'd actually really like it. Someone who's creating a business and creating a brand, a guy, Stephen Bartlett. Yes. Yeah, a podcast called The Diary of a CEO. Yeah. He was broke, like stealing chips and coins off people's McDonald's trays. Yeah. And ended up creating a business called, I think it's called Social Chain which was like a social media agency. Yeah. Sold the business, now worth $60 million. He's not 30 yet. Really? And he's a dragon on Dragon's Den, like the UK Oh, version right. Okay, yeah, 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 right? yeah. I think he's the youngest ever dragon. Oh, right. And listening to this guy's podcast, he gets unbelievable guests. He's had Jordan Peterson, Russell Howard. Sick. Um, he's had the one that I was listening to, Liam Payne. I've yeah. listened to a bunch of them now, but Liam Payne from One Direction. Yeah, right. And I was listening to something that this guy said because he said – would you push your kids into the life that you had? And he said, I don't think you can ever prepare someone, no matter how old they are, for the success that we had. Yeah. So it's so overwhelming. He said, when you think of success, you think of freedom. Yeah. Money to do what you want, you know, opportunity to clear your calendar and go wherever you want to be. Yeah. It was actually quite the opposite. Yeah. It's quite restricting. Um, there were quite a lot of rules, quite a lot yeah. of things that we couldn't do and things we had to avoid. Standards and you got to live by. Yeah, and he's like, at 14 or 15, that's really hard. Yeah. And I thought about that theory though, right, that like that sort of success is something you can never prepare someone for. But I think life can prepare you for things and I think there's something to be said for the universe giving you the success that you've desired at the right time. Yeah. And I thought about, like I said at the start of this app, my naivety in moving into the podcast world and thinking, oh, I'm going to be like Rogan. Yeah. And you look at Rogan right now under fire. Man, 11 million listeners, a lot of controversy happening, right? It's crazy. And I think, if that was me right now, under that much scrutiny, at that point in my life, when I'm trying to figure out so many other things, would I be able to handle it? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Would Would I be 
as cool, calm and collected as he was. It took him 13 years. And he got to the very peak of it and now they're just people ripping him down. 100%. Like, and I oh, think it's just so fucked. It's that cancel culture, bro. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a thing where I look at it and I think, you know, success comes in many different forms and all the things you desire come to you when they're meant to. And I think that's kind of what my spiritual awakening has kind of yeah. been is you know, I've got all these dreams and, and I'm a real dreamer. Yeah, you know? yeah. I believe that I can achieve great things in this world and I think the more, the older I get, the more comfortable I get with the idea of it may not happen when I want it. Yeah. It'll happen when, it, when it's meant to. 100% man. If you keep so, fucking working hard for it, man, like I think that's the main thing as well, dude. 100%. And that's what everyone say. If you keep driving, keep working towards it. Something good will happen as well. And I've had to think like that a lot, doing what I'm doing and being like, what am I doing? People around you are getting their big jobs and earning good money and I've just got to like, you have those moments of weakness, block it out and just keep heading straight to where you want to be. What do they say? The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. That's it, mate. Right, That's one step it. at a time, right? Yeah. I want to finish off on two things. Yeah. Um, one is a question. One is an intention. Yeah. Something that I've been consistently asking my guests over the course of this season. Yeah. Season three. Yeah, cool. It's not really seasons of the pod, you know, it just looks good. Yeah, it sounds legit, baby. (laughs) Um, The first is a question. The question is, what's your biggest fear right now? Um, My biggest fear would probably be um, not, not like, not this brand not coming into fruition. Like, every day that's kind of like this thing is it like, is it legit? And then you have your good weeks where you're like, man, I could take over the fucking world. But then when, you know, shit's not happening and it's not going to plan and you can't get things right and you're just like, am I going to, am I going to, is this going to just crumble? And then I just, is there going to be this point where I just turn off the account and I'm like, that's it, we're done. Like, mm-hmm. and that just, that terrifies me. Well, I think, I think the fact that it terrifies you means that it means something to you. Yeah. That it's special. And man, I think you're headed in the right direction. And, so. and I just like, and it, it just can't happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? hundred percent. And you're just going to do a good job by it, that it won't happen. And that's when I do get it going well and I'll be like really good and like we're pumping. I'll be like, fucking oath, man. Like, Bloody you know, oath. Yeah. Hey, and that's that's a bit of a call out to the ladies and gents, the guys yeah. and girls listening to this pod. Get around the boys. Yeah, yeah. North Bondi Motorino, baby. Get around the motos. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to finish off on is – I always say to my guests that likely in 10 years we'll be looking back at this 4K footage and go, fuck, that's a little bit grainy and old looking. Yeah. But when you're looking back at it like that, in that day, in that time, in the future, I want you to set yourself an intention or a goal right now that you can look back and be accountable to. All right. It can be something small. It can be a day-to-day thing. It can be a long-term thing. It can be something you've been internalising for a little while or maybe something you put down in that goal setting last week. So something to look back on now. I'd say um, keep looking after yourself, like keep doing the right things that are going to make you and your business successful and then in 10 years' time, you'll be looking back at that moment being like you were worried, you were, you were unsure, there was a lot of uncertainty, doubt, fear, but you kind of kept your head down. You did the right things to make it happen and now look where you're at. Amen to that, brother. Yeah, I dude. love it. I love it. Mate. Hey, I want to say thank you so much for, for being here you. on the show. Thank you. thank you for providing the studio. No worries, Brian. This is together. really awesome, man. I really appreciate right. it. I'm I appreciate proud of what it, you're heaps. doing, dude. It's thank cool you. to see. It means a lot, man. It means a lot. To everyone listening, watching, Make sure you keep tuning into the show. Give it a little bit of love. I'm going to make yeah. sure that this man's socials and the Motorino socials are all in the show description. Yeah. Get around them. Give them some love. That's what this community is about, is building each other up, moving in 
the right direction one step at a time. (laughs) So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching. Be sure to follow, subscribe, share it with your family and your friends. It means the world. Take it easy. Thanks, guys.